Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. No, 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 mate. There is a totally legal way to catch Mew on Pokemon Red and Blue. It's episode number 242. Well, it was nice whilst it lasted, wasn't it? A midweek 2-0 beating of Doncaster Rovers in the cup featuring a redemption arc of Tom Ince doesn't quite take away the sourness that is a 3-0 defeat and a deserved defeat to the Fulham or Cottage Boys or whatever their nickname is down in that there London. Is now the time for things to start to come undone for our Potters or is it just a reality check for those of us who were daring to dream? Uh, I'm joined as always by Mr. Tom Thrower. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm looking forward to heralding um, Armageddon in with both of you because we saved a penalty in a league I, match. I, I, well, do you know what? That's a very positive thing. Dave, we, you're here and were you raving about that penalty save? I know, Morgs, but you got to make it like that. Um, <laughs> who needs goalkeeper, eh? Eh? Um... <laughs> Yes, that that was probably the highlight of the uh, of the piece was um, Joe Bursick saving that pen. I really like our goalkeeper kit this year. Mm. I think it's nice, lovely blue, a blue hue, blue hue to it. <laughs> That's, I mean, look, it's nice that we're picking out positives so early on in what I thought was going to be a relatively negative episode. Let's do some three word reviews of uh, yesterday's game. We've got one to forget. 40 off safety, keep the faith, Bursic is good, better team won, that's the difference, good learning experience, weak midfield, uh, London, bloody London, I mean yeah, the, 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 the Neil Warnock video, that's the difference isn't it, mm. we're in London, it, but it, it just seems to ring true, I mean Tom, Fulham are just a very good side right? Yeah. I, I really hoped they weren't going to be, but they are, aren't they? I mean, Mitrovic, Mitrovic could have the worst season of his life and still score 25 goals this season. Um, they seem to have gone for the old Nathan Jones, get your prolific signing from the Premier League who's been away in Turkey on loan to come back and play with um, Seri, who, like... Was was one of the most highly rated midfielders in Europe before Fulham signed him <laughs> yeah. about four years ago. So, yeah, he's he's good. Uh, the rest of them have all got promoted before as well. So, they're they're good. Um, Harry Wilson's horrible. He's the worst thing on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stick by that. <laughs> but yeah, they're quite good. Yeah, I mean, it did kind of looking at their lineup. It did kind of look a little bit like a cheat code for the championship. It certainly is a squad that is far too good. And and there's a reason why Fulham are predicted to go up. That being said, Dave, someone there in our comments said about a weak midfield. Like, we were a little bit of a pushover, weren't we, in, in yesterday's game? A, a tiny bit? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think there needs to be a perhaps... Uh, reassessment of the midfield, not like a dramatic like, oh, we'll rip everything up and start again kind of thing, but um, at times you're looking at the midfield and thinking, is Mario Vrancic the right player for this game? Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of Vrancic, but is putting him in that three, which isn't the most, I would say, 
I don't know, the, not the solidest midfield three we're ever going to have. Um, and I mean, that's perhaps due to the fact we don't have a what I'd call a proper midfield destroyer in there. But if you're looking at that, sort of the three behind Mitrovic there, that follow him out of Wilson, uh, Carvalho and uh, Dikudova Reed, um, that's going to cause any team problems. I think the frustration yesterday was more that we were a bit too kind in letting them dictate it. Uh, obviously, that that wouldn't have been the plan, but we, we just kind of maybe showed them a bit too much respect, perhaps, and didn't really go as fully toe-to-toe as we perhaps could have done. Um, the, but, but, you know, the, the converse of that is perhaps, and if we go a bit more gung-ho, maybe they pick us off to the tune of five six, um, so it's it's one it's one of those. Fulham obviously very very good side, and if they don't go up this season, they've had an absolute nightmare because those attacking players, we said before the game, were capable of taking apart any team in this league. It was disappointing that the defence, which we've kind of prided ourselves on at this early stage, like gifted them. Uh, as many opportunities as they did, um, but I think like that fixture's out the way now. That's done. Fulham away, yeah. probably the, the toughest fixture of the season. It's out the way. It's done. Just blow past it. Forget about it. What we have now is after the international break, five very very winnable games, and I think those games will tell us whether we're gonna be the mid-table side we kind of expected to be at the start of the season, or if we can push on that a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the, the the way I see it. It's it was disappointing, but as someone put it in the three word review, it's one to forget. Like, I don't think any of us really. Maybe we hoped that we'd get something against Fulham, but I don't think any of us really realistically thought that we. All the early signs showed that Fulham are, are, are by far a a, a a a much better team, and we are still very much a work. In progress, as you say, the next couple of fixtures really will be the the things that um, I don't know that, that, that will be interesting for us um, on on the game. Then, um, yeah, you say it could have uh, it was only only the three 0 It could have been more if we'd have gone a bit more gung ho. Of course, it nearly was four past Stoke. Um, if it wasn't for, as we mentioned, the beautiful penalty save uh, from Joe Bursick. When was the last time we saved a penalty in the league? Genuinely. Christmas 1893. <laughs> yes, and famously in that game, the goalkeeper threw his cap on the ball uh, because <laughs> it took so long to arrive because of the slow nature of the pitches <laughs> in there. For all year... The snow drift yeah. really made it hard. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, opposition forward had dysentery at the time, so it was... Uh, <laughs> Hard for him to uh, really muster an effort. Um, yeah, if you want more more facts like that, just follow us on Twitter. Um, it, it's 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 reassuring for our twenty thirty two uh, Euros chances that Joe Bursic is has got penalty saving in his locker because that's what's going to guide us to uh, Euros and World Cup victory under under manager. Um, Fuck it, Rooney. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Now it'll be worn out. Uh, oh, yes, it'll still be a re- yeah, of course, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it yeah. I mean, that's that's a one one pleasant thing to take from yesterday's game. 
uh, that being said, and Tom, you're the stats man, obviously, but I feel like we did create chances against them. It wasn't it wasn't like a backs to the wall performance. We could have we we couldn't could and should have been better, but we certainly did create stuff, didn't we? We did. Um, I think a lot of that was when they were three 0 up, um, which you know teams tend to and. We did get absolutely battered on the XG, which is the only thing that matters. Um, I thought actually we responded to the first going in quite well. Sort of Fulham had one attack and then the next 15, 20 minutes of the match was mostly Stoke sort of creating half chances or missing out on the final ball and restricting um, Fulham. But then... Yeah, we changed the shape a little bit at half-time, didn't we? We went to Klukas and Allen sitting together behind Rancic and I think that that threw off the way we work because I think with that midfield three who aren't particularly uh, combative midfielders, mm. their shape and positioning and like sort of just being a block of three who shuffle... Um, our position towards the touchlines where we can then sort of start a bit of a press is really important and we took that away and Fulham went oh more space in the line yeah 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 just ding 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 and then then we were 3-0 down and from that point on I mean yeah we created a few things time and did miss a sitter that's why Tony's not here tonight he couldn't bear (laughs) um, to own up to that I thought we were a bit weak at set pieces because we seem to actually create the chance at the set piece and then the header would be mistimed or the jump would be mistimed and we'd just fluff our lines which we've been a bit like actually all season apart from when Harry Soutar just sort of ticked off the yeah of course I'm scoring from a Vrancic corner in the cup did he do that or am I having a fever dream I feel like that happened no I think that's true yes that that Um, was a thing and since Vrancic went out of the team and came back into the team, did you see that as well? But yes, I can't yes, remember he, he, anything that's happened. He missed, Vrancic missed two games. He missed the Forest game and the game before that, I want to say. Yeah, and um, we just sort of thought he'd come back and we'd be crossing, we'd just be scoring from every single set piece going. Um, it just hasn't come to fruition. I guess with set pieces, they're such... Like everything has to go right for them to work, mm. so I guess it's 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 not too much to. But yeah, we were we were okay. We created a few chances whilst getting, you know, stuffed. Yeah, um, I think it goes back to what I was saying on the last part about what was so impressive about our starts the season was the amount of control we were able to exercise in the games we've played. Now, obviously, I'm not naive enough to think we're going to control a game at Fulham away, um, but in the games you you don't control it's about sort of taking those those moments when they come along like yes yesterday was by by far the most chaotic game of the season and largely you kind of all tipped uh, in favor of Fulham so it's about kind of it's about taking those chances like like even on games where you know 10 chances in the match happen and Fulham have got nine of them if we take that one chance we have the ability to just disrupt it a bit even if we don't draw or win if we disrupt it if we i don't know equalize or pull it back to 2-1 that can really shift the the momentum of the game and obviously there's 
there wasn't a huge amount of chances for us, but you, it's classic kind of one of those goes in. We're not in control of the game, but what we are doing is disrupting their control. Um, and the second thing that's kind of cropping up is like the mentality of the players. I think they'll know that they've played their toughest game of the season. I think they'll be resilient enough to to bounce back from it. I think perhaps the uh, international break might give them time to do that and regroup and whatever. Uh, but we, we, I think, I obviously have not got a lot to base this on because we've only played a few games, but I think we've got a resilient group of players. And I'd like to think that should we struggle in any of the kind of next set of games, we should be able to bounce back from it. The, I don't know, the minor quibble I'd say is in the three wins we've had so far, we've taken the lead every single time. And we haven't had to, yesterday was the first game where we've gone behind. Um, so what what's our response going to be if we go behind uh, against the likes of Huddersfield, who I think we've got next? Um, mm. Are we going to stick to the shape or are we going to perhaps panic a bit? So that would be my question. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what, how O'Neill approaches tough away games versus Huddersfield at home, if there's going to be a huge kind of difference. Because he kept the same team, but obviously mm. match situation home to Forest is a lot different to match situation away at Fulham. So I don't know. I, I, I totally get sticking with the same 11 and I guess it's hindsight, but you could argue that that was not the, certainly the midfield to set up for that game. Which, which leads me on to a, to an interesting point, Dave, because like, and I know Tom, you were having heated discussions, although Twitter is always heated and perhaps you weren't the worst at being heated on this discussion. Um, but there was, a, there was, there was, um, it, I saw you having like a discussion. I think it was uh, with like Duck Magazine about taking players off at half time and whether that is the, the, the right thing to do to change that midfield in half time. Obviously, uh, we, we changed the shape. Um, but there, uh, there was a few people on social media commentating on the game yesterday, saying that uh, O'Neill acted too late. He should have, he should have swapped some personnel out in in uh, at half time. And I am certainly sympathetic to that point, although I don't know if that is simply because of hindsight, or we could have done that, and then suddenly everything would have been would have been better. Um, but looking at the lineup of people on the bench, I actually don't know who, how I would have swapped in. Obviously, people want to see Sawyer, Sawyer's come in and play, but I don't know if that would have given us necessarily a more solid midfield, right? Well, so I think that control point that Dave raised is interesting because O'Neill definitely seems to be a kind of manager who, maybe not wanting to control a game with possession, but wants to have his sides be able to control the game out of possession as well. But I think Sawyer's is unique for, for us anyway to have a player who is comfortable in controlling a game in possession because I think that's where we cocked up basically in our first season when we signed Ryan Woods. We signed the wrong Brentford player because <laughs> Ryan Woods can very happily spray lovely 45-yard crossfield passes, but he won't pick the ball up on the half turn and play a through ball to a striker which Sawyer's did, and I've just looked while Dave was talking. Um, since he came onto the pitch, Sawyer's had 28 touches, which was the third most of anyone on the pitch. Um, and yeah, the match situation, again, Fulham, Fulham drop off a little bit um, because they were leading, and then I think they went three in front just after he came on. 
Um, but I think that wasn't just a match situation thing. I do think Sawyers came on and gave us something in the midfield that we didn't have. So, yeah, we maybe can't get a midfield who are just going to sit there and um, be able to hold off attackers by winning tackles and taking challenges. But maybe we go the other route of, well, we, we starve the opposition for possession. We do have Sawyers sort of jumping all over the shop, picking up these little possessions and and moving the ball forwards, which I think we lost as the game went on. Ostergaard started making mistakes with passing and his head clearly went. He got bollocking from Tommy Smith, who I thought was pretty shit and didn't actually help him very much. But, you know, these things happen. And the same happened with the other centre-backs as well. So I'm sure that's something that will have pissed O'Neill, well, will have will have been against what O'Neill wanted. He wants them to be confident. He wants them to move the ball forwards. But when you're wobbled a little bit, you do just sort of, oh, well, I'll just pass it across the defensive line. I'll pass it across the defensive line. But in Sawyers, we've got someone who can, who seems to have the confidence to always challenge that, to always step into a position, find a bit of space, create space for someone else and, and play that ball. Um yeah, and on the subs thing, we changed the shape and I think it went wrong. I think making a change, a lot of the time when you're losing, it's sort of presumed making a sub will make things better. And yeah, okay, where you are, obviously because you're losing, isn't good, but a change doesn't guarantee that that changes. And when you're doing things like saying, oh, well, the shape's wrong, the shape was wrong all along, which I think is what Bunny was saying... It doesn't wash with me when that's the shape you've been playing for the entirety of pre-season. If one half away at the best team in the league is going to make mm. you throw that out the window, well, we're back into Nathan Jones land and we're never really going to get any cohesiveness together. Mm. I understand why people are frustrated and, and again, I think it's um, a consequence I... of not being at matches very much and not being like, <laughs> you feel like something needs to change and I can't do it, mm. so I'll write an angry tweet um, about things changing, but... Yeah, it was, it, no, I, guess, I guess I guess that people like people can see Fulham walking through our midfield and so want to see a change. And I can certainly understand that whilst I get what you're saying, there's no guarantee that things will be better by making a substitution. Like, are they going to get any worse? Well, I mean, it kind of <laughs> did a little bit, didn't it? Because <laughs> we changed things. But I, I yeah, I, ju- I, I just wanted to talk on that point because obviously it was... As as uh, there isn't actually too many talking points away from this game, it 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 was what it was, um, and and really like I, d- I don't think there's any massive underlying worrying signs. As um, as Davis said, I think the thing that concern not concerns me, but the thing that I'm thinking of is more those longer term things. What happens when we? Can we get ourselves back into a game in these next round of fixtures? How will we do? I mean, I don't think any of us predicted anything decent away at this game. So it would be foolish of me to get angry about it because I didn't expect anything, if that makes any any sense. And really, it's the next round of fixtures that are, and other games that are going to be more important. Surprisingly, just on this, no no space on the bench for Redemption Man Tom Ince after his stellar performance in the Cup midweek. Um, maybe he could have been the man to, to save us. Um, I'm, I'm joking. He he needs to leave the club straight away. Oh, uh, but sorry, sorry, just to jump in, Chris. Oh, um, in the game, I didn't watch the Cup game against Doncaster. Did Ince play as a right wing back? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, what is the chance of him doing the Smith backup role? <laughs> what is the chance of that? Well, he's already back up to Doughty because Doughty came on for Smith in the in the Fulham game. Yeah, but in I Fulham... thought he looked fun. Hashtag fun. Okay, all right, so we're saying Doughty's, Doughty's back up for both left wing back and so right wing back. And we've just signed that young... Well, supposedly we're signing the lad from Huddersfield who's been on trial with us to be back up to Smith. So Tom Inzi already is for So we're just, we're just having lo- lots of Huddersfield, former Huddersfield players at right wing back. Is that how it works? <laughs> Oh god, yeah, Tom Inns. <laughs> oh yeah, <It's, laughs> um, Michael O'Neill's after a terrier for that for that position. Yay! It's I I I don't see a future for Tom Inns. Like I think they said in the after match comments that that yeah, he's been very professional, but he doesn't really suit the system they're trying to play. Like they couldn't have made it any more obvious that he doesn't really have a future, and if they can, they will get rid of him. Um, but he certainly. You're not hearing him complain about it, so that is that is professional, isn't it? I guess mm. is it? Who mm. even knows? Uh, the Doncaster game kind of feels a little bit inconsequential because they're all just bonuses this League Cup run. But you know, Watford next. How do we feel about that? <laughs> mm. It's just a yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an absolute shitter of a tie because it's not even like a good Premier League club I suppose I suppose, <laughs> I suppose the potential advantage is you can see us potentially winning maybe or or drawing and winning on pens especially if uh, Joey Joey B's in the in the sticks but um <laughs> yeah you, at this stage you either want plum tie against good good opposition or a um or a no mark club to just swat aside fairly comfortably so yeah bit of a shame really um can we talk about the disgraceful scenes um of uh our, our team uh enjoying themselves <laughs> we, we certainly certainly can for those who didn't see it because harry suter deleted it pretty soon after why do you didn't have to delete it he did. He really did. So, so did. a few of our. And I'm not saying it was wrong what they did, but I mean. I, well, let me let me let me tell the people, Tom, because you know, not people might not have seen. Uh, they probably have. But uh, Harry Suter sharing um, pictures of a few of them, a few of the lads, a good bunch of lads out somewhere in London having having a, a few drinks and whatever, uh, which soon got deleted. How dare? How dare they go out for a meal? When they've not got to be back for training, why didn't they just sit and be solemn? Sit and think about what you've done. <laughs> I, I, I guess I, I mean I'm sure some people did complain, and that is why Harry Suter deleted it. But like, come on, I don't know what I don't know what people expect. Like, get a, yeah, just get a life. It, it was, it, yeah, it, it's it's not. They finished work. They're going for after work food with their friends. Like, don't you all do that? Well, it's no, not anymore, too, isn't it? It's the international break too, so I suspect that they're not even training for a few no. days. The, the, I imagine. I imagine Harry. Harry was staying in London to get the next flight out of Heathrow to join up with the Australia squad. That is, is he that, doing that? Is he, is he allowed to do that? That is annoying. The pursuit of potentially yes. flying out to God knows where. Um, well, the only reason I'd be angry at this photo if it was the Friday night before the game, but yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. But it, it, 
I, I don't recognise the person sat behind Campbell. Someone's going to put me right in a sec. But yeah, I, I can't see it. Let me uh, let's load it up. Oh, I, I can't load it up. There's just pictures of Neil Warnock on my screen. <laughs> I, I've coincidentally been on the um, IMDb page for the Warnock documentary, which is quite funny. Warnock TV movie, 2005, 47 minutes. And the cast is James Richardson, narrator, Adi Akinbayi, self, Phil Jagielka, self, <laughs> Tony Pulis, self. I don't know who it is either. Is, is it it's not, not o- Oakley Booth, or yeah, is it not Toshan? Oh, it might be. Yeah. I think it is. I mean, they look like a really nice bunch of lads having a nice meal out. Good who, for them, eh? Who, who's in front of Suter? Is that not Doughty? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Doughty looks a bit, a uh, bit of a roughy, yeah. I think. <laughs> Doughty looks like he's. From the picture. He looks blind. He looks like he's been blinded. <laughs> but but he, he kind of, like, I know he's probably wearing jeans, but they kind of, with the sheen from the lighting, it looks like he's wearing leather trousers. And so he kind of looks like an extra from the Matrix. <laughs> oh, bless him. But no, they, they, they're they happy to, they should just have a nice evening. Like, I, I hopefully no one holds it too much against them. Right, um, September then, coming up, after international break, we have... Home against Huddersfield, then home against Barnsley, away to Derby, then Watford in the Cup, which we don't care about. Home to Hull, away to Preston. That's a decent month, isn't it, I think? Yeah, on paper there's like arguments to say that those are five of the worst... Five of the bottom half, I would say, are in that list. I would say Barnsley, perhaps the toughest fixture out of those. Um... Certainly, Preston have been quite poor. Huddersfield, Huddersfield have Huddersfield are above been, us. Yeah, just, just H- saying. Huddersfield have been okay, but I can't work out how because they seem Why? to they seem yeah. to be sort of both terrible and good at the same time. Um, I think they've had ge- I think they've had generous fixtures as well. That they they swiped aside Reading uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, I can imagine getting excited about swiping aside Reading. Eh? Yeah, we didn't even swap. Embarrassing aside. clubs would do that. Yeah. Losers, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think if we right, so we've had ten points from our first five games. If we got another ten points from those, I would be buzzing, because of course, if you, you know, get double the amount of points and you have games, then you, we've got ninety two points and we're golden. But I think, <laughs> I think, anything eight or above, we'd class that as a good return um, from those fixtures. Uh, so that requires us to win at least two of those. And I think we're more than capable of doing that. Um, yeah, it's just about finding the right games for the match situation. Returning to match situation FC, which we uh, haven't been for a while. <laughs> yeah, Tom, how do you feel about the, the month of September? Uh, what, in general or Stokes uh, the, the, fixtures? Stokes, Stokes fixtures, please. <laughs> Wake him up when it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if we could get 10 points again, that would be nice. And yeah, I, I don't care about Watford. I just we don't want them to have a nice time and I don't want us to get too excited. It's weird because I always feel like that's the, that's the real horrible thing about this Fulham game. I'd have taken us getting absolutely trounced 1-0, like actually just getting battered more than we did, but only conceding once. But conceding three is just and then you go on the international break and it's all 
it's all the wrong time and then you come mm. back and, and Huddersfield are all up for it they've signed some kid on loan from Man City's under 23's and he scores his only two goals of his professional career <laughs> against you and I don't know why I'm being so negative. I was so positive and I'm not really that bothered about the Fulham game. No, we're going to win everything. We're going mm. to win all five September games in the league. I hope you're convincingly. right. Convincingly. It would be nice. It would be nice to do so. Um, certainly. Um, ah, let's have some hope. We'll do, the, we'll do the, the predictions game in a minute. Just on a, on a thing, uh, Harry Souter... If he is going to go to Australia, he has a home fixture against China, followed by an away game in Vietnam. So a lot Tough place of travelling. Tough place to go, yeah. Vietnam, famously. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of travelling there for Mister Canberra himself. <laughs> Mister Canberra, that's what they call him. <laughs> that's what they call him over there. They I, do. Th- I they, think they, they call him Airs Rock. <laughs> oh. I yes, think that's culturally, culturally inappropriate. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> we made it 242 episodes, but now we're cancelled. <laughs> now we're cancelled. <laughs> uh, i tell you why we're not cancelled, gentlemen. And, and that is because uh, we've we've struck up a friendship on Twitter with uh, Pop and Rock Sensations Wheatus. Um, Wheatus, fully on the oatcake uh, bandwagon now, asking us what to put on an oatcake, what to... Like what? Basically, all the questions. Those questions that you know when they say to a footballer, "Oh, have you tried an oatcake yet?" You want them to go, "No, I haven't." But what do I have on it? Wheatus have done that. So yeah, good uh, for Wheatus. The um the the only other person I can remember getting excited about uh, an oatcake um, was Johan Boskamp when he first joined us. And he, <laughs> he was asked, and he, you could hear you could hear the saliva hit the microphone as he was like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm, what, 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 what do you have it? I'm not going to do a Dutch accent to be cancelled again. But oh, what do you have in it? Oh, I'm going to have to try that because I think I think it was genuinely excited. But yeah, we need we need a way to um, transport uh, transport oat cakes to America so that mm. they can have them. And then we need to up our give oat cakes to celebrities game. Um, maybe, we do. We maybe do. try and find a band who's had two hits. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, did you not appreciate their cover of Little Respect? This is unacceptable. Oh, uh, shit, I actually listened to that for for the first time about a month and a half ago, well, thinking, oh my God, Tom, what is this? Tom, and, are you just getting it, into Wheaters? And no, and then it really is just like, they haven't even tried to make it their own. It's just like they, they've done Eurasia at yeah. the karaoke. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> well, Robin Tunstall asks, which Stoke City player, past or present, uh, would have been the, the biggest fan of Teenage Dirtbag? Oh, um, Stoke player. Remember, Wheatus are our friends. Yes. No, no. I'm, 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 Before we offend them. Um, you know what? Uh, Josh Tymon looks a bit like a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You can see him down yeah. at, I don't know, the nightclubs in Hall, so I'll say one in Sheffield. Oh. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, Potworld. He's he's classic. He's he's got his blue wicked and he's singing that in Potworld every day. Of yeah, week. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. Um, okay, that well, uh, who 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 next? Uh, there's been several shouts for us to target uh, WWF wrestlers uh, from <laughs> from the old days. Uh, Mick, Mick Foley's been a shout. Uh, 
David Dickinson as well was another shout, but he doesn't have Twitter, so oh. I don't know what to do there. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> what, yeah. Why did someone say David Dickinson? That was George Loud and Proud. I don't know. David Dickens. I mean, he's a good person to try, but I think it needs to be like an American uh, just to keep this American thing going. Okay. Um, I mean, do we do we go big? Do we go like, you know, Biden? Um, he ain't, he ain't <laughs> replying, is he? Um, okay. Ob- Ob- Obama still follows me on Twitter, so. <laughs> may- Obama? <laughs> yeah. Still, still my friend on Twitter. Um, odd- I don't know. That's the odd pronunciation of Obama. Obama. That's I'm doing Irish? it like an American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people write in and tell us who we should target next in the celeb game. But I think we before we go, uh, we need to do Tom's prediction game. So Tom, tell us the scores and let's let's do this. Right. So Tony had his best week ever in the game, but he's still last on seventeen points. Um, I had a stinker, so I'm on fourteen now. Chris had a stellar week, getting the literal uh, Doncaster result correct, which I think might be a first ever. So thank you. Uh, and then Dave, Dave had a not too. Oh yeah, so Chris is on thirteen, and then Dave's on twelve, still pushing away. So we just need Huddersfield at home predictions. Tony, he's already phoned his is. Okay. It would be a one 0 win to Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> in, in our group chat, he asked, "Are we at home or away?" And then, <laughs> and then said, one Just yeah." Okay, uh, Dave, what are you going for? I'm going for one nil to the Mighty Potters. Okay, I um, I'll go. I'll go for. A, I'll go for a healthy two nil win. Ooh, healthy two nil. I'm going to go for a healthy three one win. We're gonna Ooh. burn those terriers in our fiery <laughs> kill. <laughs> <laughs> Horrific! <laughs> you know, oh you know, God. you know what sound a dog makes when you throw it into a kiln. <laughs> <laughs> now we're cancelled. Now we're cancelled. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> wow! Oh. <laughs> Episode forty-two. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you finish on anything better than that. Is there anything else you want to bring to the table? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Tom. Thanks. <laughs> All right. In which case, then we will uh, go away for a little bit. I think we might do something next week. International break. Don't know what it'll be on yet. So if there's anything you want us to discuss, let us know in comments and Twitter and all that jazz. Uh, As always, we very much appreciate you guys listening and supporting the podcast. And we wouldn't be doing 242 episodes and getting cancelled and making dog jokes without you. So, thank you very much, Dave. That's for Muscat, that. That's for fucking Muscat, that. (laughs) Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Have a safe week. Look after yourselves. Go on, Stoke. <laughs>